joined together for the TMG Sports Podcast, the media guys more than the score. Okay, here we are again, TMG uh, Podcast, this is our second podcast, and we want to uh, welcome uh, a special guest, a long-time friend of the podcast, uh, even though we only started yesterday, <laughs> Bill, Bill. Bill Hancock, um, the executive director of the college football playoff, um, and I think we can all say that um, of all the years that we've known you, going back to the Final Four in basketball and with the BCS, that probably the best hire that that the BCS made was hiring Bill Hancock, and for, I, for a lot of for a lot of different reasons, it, it's like. Not, you know, not are you are you not only a nice guy and competent, but I think he was one of us. One he time. was one of us. But what they did was brilliant because the BCS was a very controversial thing, and they brought in a guy to manage it because the commissioners were tired of they they were tired of having it passed around as being the coordinators of it, and so they had the great idea of bringing in somebody that could deflect. A lot of the criticism that was that was coming the way, and there was a lot of controversy early in the BCS. And I think you were the perfect hire in a lot of ways because you were smart and you made sense. And it was hard to get mad at you. I mean, you know, it still and is. I, and it still is. And that, but I think that was not only not only did they make, not only did they make the right hire, but it just it made sense because. You know, if I was a, a head of an oil company and I had a, like a, a spill in the Gulf or something, they had some disaster. <laughs> yeah, so I'd, I'd bring in Bill. I'd, I'd bring in Bill Hancock, not to say that it was okay, but to 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 mit, to mitigate damage. Um, and so, you know, in a weird way, I think it was. You know, I'm trying to explain that you were the kind of the perfect guy for the for the perfect job, um, and so. We're, it's great to have you here, and I'm going to throw it open to Herb Gould from TMG, and Mark Blauchin is, is also here. Um, and if you have any any questions, go ahead. Let, let Herb fire. Yeah, away. I mean, one of the things I was going to say, and I, I second everything that that Doof just mentioned, but I think that you listen. You know, that's one of the things that we I've always appreciated is that you really are concerned about. You know, a lot of people just sort of like they want to tell and they don't want to listen, but you listen. And that would be my question to you is talk a little bit about how, you know, you listened and why you, I mean, the people that ran college football and went from the BCS, which was disliked, to put it mildly, to this four-team playoff. I mean, there was a lot of resistance along the way. And then what turned the tide that, so to speak, that allowed it to become a four-team event. Yeah, th there was, uh, well, first of all, good luck in your venture. I'm happy to be on the second podcast. <laughs> I am a longtime fan of the podcast, but m more so, I'm a longtime fan of the three of you. I'm looking around thinking I've known, known you for 30 years at least, mm -hmm. since back when we were four years old, Blau. <laughs> but five. five years old, five years old. Um, we, there was BCS fatigue. And everybody knows that. And we started in the fall of 2011 at tr trying, it was time to, to reevaluate the BCS contract, whether to extend it for another four years. Those, those, it went on four year cycles, and we were in our fourth 
four-year cycle. So whether the question was, do we extend or do we, do we do something different? And we felt the BCS fatigue. And so we said, how, what, what do we do different? And through eight months of meeting after meeting after meeting, and sometimes I thought, you know, we're not, we're not going to make it. But we kept coming back and coming back, and finally it came to this four-team playoff. But it, it was hearing the BCS fatigue and figuring what can we do to keep stick with our goals, which I'll talk about those in a second, and but give the fans what they want. And the goals were keep the regular season. People tease me about saying that over and over again because they think it's trite, and I don't really mean it, but we do mean it. If we ever did anything to take away from the regular season, we would regret it forever because this is the best regular season. And you all know how much I love college basketball. But I, I, I'm very, like a lot of people, I'm concerned about regular season college basketball. Well, you should be, yeah. We can't get to that position in football, and we're not near there. We're not near there. But, but that was the goal was to keep the regular season. And, but could we keep the regular season and come up with some kind of playoff? So we had this whole spectrum. We had a spectrum, and I, and I would put it on, on, a, on a chart. On the left side was zero teams, then two, then four, then eight, then 16, going across to the right. And we just began to, and, and, and zero teams was not um, a joke. It was, do we go back to the way it was before the BCS? That was an option. But we began to eliminate from the ends. We eliminated zero and 16. And we eliminated two, stay with the BCS was two, and, and eight, and then we, we settled on four. It's a way to sort of have our cake and eat it too, make it a win-win. The fans got a bracket. We got to keep the regular season. Well, let me ask you a question. I, I think it was in Newport Beach four years ago. We, at this time of year, we had a, I remember where it was, Newport Beach, where that, uh, the, the media event was. We had this discussion, and you, in all sincerity, and I, you believed every word of it, you told me why they would never go to a 14 player. We just, you just said it's not going to work, and, 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 you, and you believed it then, and you argued it, you made all the right reasons. Well, we've moved forward now. This, this works. I mean, it's, it's, it's clearly growing in, in stature. I think it's, it's building to what, uh, where it could be even bigger and, and better. What, in your mind, why does it work now when, when four years ago, I mean, you were, I know, I know a lot of times you had a, the, you, the presidents and, and the commissioners were, were driving the boat, and you had to take their, you know, I know how that works, but, but you made perfect sense why it wouldn't work, and for a lot of the various reasons, but now you've compromised, you've not compromised, but you've, you've tweaked the system, now you have the 14 playoff, why, why is this working? Yeah, Mark gave me an envelope, a, a paper napkin that day, yeah. he's nodding his head because he remembers he gave me a paper napkin, Herb, with the, uh, with the way to do the playoff, but that was a slightly different format it than was. the one we came right. up with. Right. And so the, the, the Blougen playoff just couldn't quite happen. But, but the one we came up with... Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but the one we came up with was workable. Uh, our room... So, so we didn't... That, that was the playoff on the table that day, the, which wouldn't have worked for lots of reasons right. we don't need to go into today. But the one we came up with, uh, we found would work, obviously. Our room changed... Um, we were changing some personnel at some of the leadership positions, and I won't mention any specifics. But any time a meeting room changes, the, the, the chemistry changes, and, and the, the, the direction of the committee changes. And it's, sometimes it's perceptible, sometimes it's imperceptible. 
and this time I think to most people it was imperceptible, but there was a change in the room. And we just spent all those hours on all these plans and finally concluded that we could do this four-team playoff and have it be based on the regular season. What, one thing Mark and I talked about, remember, was a playoff that was set up kind of after the bowls. Right. Remember that? Right, right. And that one, we'd have had a hard time doing that. Right. One. But this yeah. one, this one worked, and it, it it's just a win-win. It gives the fans what they want and lets us keep the regular season. Bill, you, you, you talked earlier about protecting the regular season, how important it is. I, I think a question now that people are asking is protecting the postseason. The, one of the big questions in this you know, uh, postseason was, and Nick Saban brought it up, when you went to the four-team playoff and you established that these were the four teams, what, uh, how much has it diminished the 35-plus uh, other bowl games? And as we saw, a couple players decided not to play in those games to protect their future NFL interests. And the, the farther you go out in the playoff, or even at four if you expand, how much more diminished do these other games become? I, my feeling on the diminishing of the bowls is, yeah, there were some bowl games where the attendance wasn't what anybody would have wanted it to be. We all saw those. I, I think I watched every bowl game, at least some of it. Um, but the fact is, when people say to me there's too many bowl games, my response is too many for who? Not too many for the players. Um, you watch the celebration of Army, the celebration of South Florida. They celebrated lots of them like as if they had won the Super Bowl. So for those athletes, they, they are enjoying their bowl experience, having a chance to go play another game, being the talk of the town, being on national TV. For the, there are not too many bowl games for the players. And not for the viewers either. The viewership is, is held up. What hasn't held up as much is, is the, the attendance. I think I saw an FBA statistic before our games, maybe they were down... Was it four percent, five, something like that? Yeah. A, a number that's somebody needs to look at. But there's not too many games for the players, not too many for the schools, not too many for the host cities. I thought if the bowl games were going to be diminished, they would have been diminished when the BCS started. Right. Because nothing really changed with the playoff. We right. are we are the, the and BCS took away from the bowl games. The playoff should take away from them the same way. Um, so that's a long answer to say I'm not sure I agree with Nick. Uh, I usually do agree with Nick, but the fact is I'm, I'm not sure I do agree, but I think we all are going to have to keep an eye on it. Can, can, can I be a Jersey guy here, though, is, is you've got 40 bowls. You've got 80 of 128 teams qualify for postseason play. What's the – when I first started doing this in 18 there were 16 bowls. Being in a bowl game was a big deal because only 16 – 32 teams made it. And if you didn't, you didn't have a certain level, I mean, it was a reward for a good season. Now you got, and you have had three, 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 bowl, three teams were five and seven because they couldn't fill the bowls. So how do we, where, where's the fine line between what you said I agree with, every bowl is, is important, but what about rewarding good work? And, 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 and where's the mediocre line of a season? If you, don't do, if you don't win six games, you don't deserve to go to a bowl game. We all have to change our perspective on that. Guys our age. I'm on Bill's side on this. I, I think right. that if you look around, I, I, to your point, you look around at a lot of these fabulous basketball tournaments, the preseason tournaments, 
they don't even try to sell tickets. You know, the ones, you know, at, at you know the, the events that are in the Caribbean. I was in Puerto Rico. Uh, you know, I don't know that. I think live attendance is a diminished thing. Even some of the best Big Ten football teams now have some more. They have a ticket availability. Places that you always thought would be sold out during the regular season for the same reasons. It's just live attendance is is a diminished in we're, we're, of diminished that, 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 That's all I'm talking about. It's it's the, it's quite. It's, being rewarded for a performance. I'm not talking the attendance. I understand that, but but it, my I'm old fashioned enough is that you get rewarded for what you do, and this is like a participation award. And that's 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 I think that's wrong. It's just that's my opinion. It's just right. different, and we're I not gonna, we're not going to we're not going to put that genie well, back in the bottle. What about what about player participation though, as it relates to these two players, prominent players, and you know it's going to keep happening. My fear is that the day it happens in a semifinal game, what happens when a player says. Um, you know, we can go back to Maurice Claret uh, ten years ago at Ohio State. A player like that who wants who wants to make a stand and says, "I'm not playing in this game for my team because I don't want to risk my NFL." I mean, that. Uh, how do you deal with? I, I think we have to keep an eye on that situation, but I, but I also have to remind you guys, there are what 41 bowl games, 40 bowl games, whatever there are, 80 players a team, 160 times 40, whatever that is that over 5,000 kids playing in bowl games, three of them said they didn't want to play. Three out of – and I did, I did the math real fast, so I don't know what it is. Say it's 5,000. Right, but the – Three know, out of 5,000 said they didn't want to play. But what, they, they got the uh, – you know, how much attention did they get for that? They, got a, lot, they got a lot of attention. Right. And, and, and I think they're all different. I don't know about the Baylor, the, the Baylor player, but McCaffrey right. certainly yeah. was had the injury. Fournette, as we all know, was injured all season. Right. I, when I worked at Oklahoma back 45 years ago, we frankly had players that said, I, I'm, I'm too hurt, I don't want to play. It's not a new thing, but it got a lot more attention this year than it ever has, that's for sure. I don't, and Chris, I don't think that – I'd be shocked if we ever saw that happen. I would else. too, but, I mean, there are – you know, I'm thinking of particular players that – there have been players that have come down through the years, you know, that would have that would take that. I mean, Claret ended up trying you – know, he tried to sue to come out early. Yeah. Um, what was it? 2002. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it, but I'm saying that's that's when you go, well, wait a minute, you know. Um, and maybe to talk a little bit about what, this is the third year of the playoff and the committee. Um, where do you think we are on that? I mean, you had two years. Uh, first year there was some controversy with TCU and Baylor. Um, last year I think it was pretty clean. And this year you had the issue of against conference champions, you know, a conference champion from a power conference not getting in. Where where are we at on this? Um, of course, you know what I'm going to say. I think the committee got it right again for the third year in a row. Um, this every year, you, you saw my comment about every year is different. They're like snowflakes, and that is so true. And we will look back on this year in five, ten years and say, man, that was an interesting year, wasn't it? back in aught 16 what happened this year was and if this happens again it's it's always going to be controversial when you got three teams in there together and they all beat each other like michigan ohio state and penn state did that's going to be a challenge for the committee every year and i it was interesting because the committee felt from early on that ohio state deserved to be in the playoff by their body of work frankly helped it a lot by the fact that they went on the road and beat oklahoma 
we ought to talk later about uh, schedule strength and how that affects oh, all this. Whatever. But if the Buckeyes hadn't gone on the road and beaten Oklahoma, I'm not sure they would have been in. Maybe they would. Yeah, Maybe but, they wouldn't. But some of that is so arbitrary, though. I mean, and, the, and what upset me during all these discussions about getting in as well. Well, Michigan played Colorado, and what a what. A, well, nobody thought Colorado was 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 good at the beginning. Not at of the, the time, they didn't. So you can, you have to you have to reward intent of schedule rather than I mean, it, there's a difference. Rut, when Washington scheduled Rutgers, Rutgers was coming off its three best seasons in history, and they schedule Rutgers. They turn out to be crummy four years later, and then Washington gets killed for it. Well, that's not their. You know, is that you know is that Washington did not did not intend to dodge. Somebody. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna play Jersey guy on this one for you on that one. You. We cannot ever reward intent to schedule. No. If Washington had bad luck, um, Western Michigan had bad luck. Northwestern wasn't better than they were. There's. But there's, if Washington had bad luck. You can't reward no, but intent. There's, but certain schools go out of their way. Baylor. Let's let's get it on the table. Baylor does not is trying to trick the system, and I think there's a difference between trying to trick the system. <laughs> And get away with something and having bad luck, and I think that should be that needs to be measured. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree on the Baylor situation, but we can we cannot go down the and road of rewarding. The other camp. thing about the four best, you said the committee made the right decision. In retrospect, based on the performance of Ohio State versus the performance of Penn State in the Rose Bowl, how can you say that? I mean, isn't aren't you supposed to get the four best teams at that time? In the playoff, sure, sure. absolutely, and, and based on what the committee knows at the time, the committee doesn't know that they should have called us. That, oh, you <laughs> the committee doesn't know that they watched the Michigan State game. Did they watch, the they watch Northwestern? Western? They lost to Penn State. They were they had Penn down the stretch. Ohio State didn't play well. They should have lost to Michigan. They almost lost to Northwestern. They should. They almost lost to Michigan State. That's not playing well down the stretch. USC played well down the stretch. And I'm not going to argue USC should get in there with three losses. But if you want to look at the body of work the entire season and, and, and you're rewarding you know, Ohio State gets rewarded for playing Oklahoma, yet Kirby goes on and, and says, basically discussing why Oklahoma wasn't included, he basically said they, 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 didn't, they didn't measure up to what they were in the, in the, in the first group. Well, you can't use Ohio, say Oklahoma's not in the first group and then use it as a plus when you're talking about Ohio State as a win. You can't go both ways, can it? We have to be careful not to forget September. And no, USC, I don't want to USC is the greatest example. I understand that. And we cannot, the season doesn't start October 1st. I understand that. Right. Oh, but, no, I, no, I understand that. Well, but to me, when you, when you go down a playoff road and you get to a playoff, now, the difference is in the NFL, you don't get punished for losing. It's, you get rewarded for being a good, a hot team. At the end of the year, New England won the Super Bowl as a wild card, right? Or, you know, it's like you can get hot in the playoffs, and, and you can be nine and seven. And September doesn't matter in the pro in the NFL. And I think if you're going to, if your idea is to get the four best teams, it seems like you're trying to have, you're trying to take a little bit of the old system and and you know kind of marry marry it with the new system. But if you're looking at who are the four best teams right now, but it has I to be know. body of work. See, I'm. I'm I'm on Bill's well, side here. I, you, I you, think why you know I, I, lived it. I know, but I think that <laughs> one loss, you know, we have we've had all one loss or fewer in the first two years, and uh, you know, you put a two-loss team in there. Yeah, there's a lot of vagaries, schedule strength, and when and what. But 
I, you know, the other part, the other part I think that gets overlooked here is Penn State was relegated to the Rose Bowl. You know, I mean, it's not like it's not like the NCAA tournament where you're either in or out. I mean, the, well, this is look. This happened the first year of the BCS, and I was there when UCLA lost to Miami, and they were crying on their way to the Rose Bowl in right. 1998. They had to go to the Rose Bowl because right. they lost that game. Game over. That, that's when the game changed well, in 1998. And so the Rose, and the Rose Bowl is, and the Rose Bowl, that's the reality the part of, of what is, happened. You know, when you use the NFL analogy, I mean, you're talking about a league that has, what, 32 teams, 30 teams, yeah. as opposed to, you know, four times that. Um, you know, it's hard to get, you know, to get it right. To, to, to try and make a playoff that works for 128 teams where you're only going with four is a pretty tough deal. That's why I wanted to advance the conversation on how much longer is the four-team system in place. And you know, I think you heard it this fall, that there there was a lot of clamor for an eight-team playoff. You know, not an overwhelming amount, but people are now saying, well, if you're going to, you know, the conference champion issue... To get conference champions auto berths, you've got to have eight teams. How far down the road is even is that even under a possibility? I mean, you have a contract right now for four teams for how long? Yeah, we, we just finished the third year of a 12-year deal, so we have nine more years to go. So that's a lot of time. Yep, and my comment on, on automatics is you have to have 10 automatics because you have 10 conferences. And uh, I, I, so people are going to say, well, so you have to go to 16. So oh, is, is, is no, that the, okay. Uh, you have to group that group of five. You're, saying, say you're saying you have to have 10 automatics no. because of legal how, concerns? How do, you, how do you differentiate? Same way you what do you do group, now? You give, group five. You, you give a you give you, group, group because of how, how they earn it. Remember how they earned it in the BCS was yeah. a very controversial yeah, I matter. So I, so I think there's some an antitrust issues here. You know, by not by having five autos, yeah, I could see that. But you know, well, what did you think about um, Sean Frazier's um, thought about a group of five should have their own championship? Well, I think we all saw what other folks commented about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Commissioner speculation. Commissioner Oresco. Commissioner Oresco was not happy. <laughs> not that one John either. Steinbecker Nobody. didn't particularly yeah. like that. Right. And who so had, that's who not... made the comment about the JV tournament? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think once you go down that road, it's like bye bye. I mean, they, <laughs> I, I, Sean's a good man. Sean yeah. is an Alabama guy right. and, yes. and um, smart guy. Mm -hmm. I like Sean. But I think. They have the best chance they've ever had to go, that group of schools I'm talking about, to go play for the national championship. They have a better chance than they had in the BCS, and they certainly have a better chance than they did before the BCS. It took the miracle of miracles in 84 for BYU to do what they did. They were great, and, and it was just a weird year in college football. They have a better chance than they've ever had. And, and just go no further than Houston. If Houston is able to stay healthy, and play well on the road after beating Oklahoma, the Houston's in a good spot. Mm -hmm. Didn't quite happen for them. Is, is there a time, I mean, it, it hasn't happened yet, and maybe it'll never happen, but the, the, the five versus four thing does, it doesn't work. I mean, you've you got five things for four spots, <clears throat> so no matter what happens, one, one league is going to be left out, or one team's going to be left out. The, the, the 
Armageddon, the you know, doomsday scenario would be is if, if you have, say, one undefeated conference champion and four one-loss conference champions among those five. Then the committee is going to have one hell of a job in disseminating that information, and then someone's going to scream bloody yep. murder, and there's going to be an uproar. I, I don't know how you, I mean, I guess you prepare for it as best you can, but that, that could happen technically. Every commissioner, all those five, went into this eyes wide open. Right. They knew there were, there were it was a four-team tournament. They created it. So they're ready. So, will, they, will they be happy? Will that, will that team five be happy? No, of course not. So the arguing about, you know, the conference champion, the Penn State-Ohio State debate that was, was so uh, loud this fall, that's just, that's, there's always going to be an element of that, you know, always. whether, yeah. because you can't. There's always going to be a team five, there's always going to be a team nine, and believe me, when I was in the NCAA, we were 64 at the time. Right. There's always going to be a team 65. Right. Can, with, with, with your background in, in both sports and final fours in both sports, can you project anything? Anything? Okay. Can you can you can you project a time when the Final Four in football becomes not equivalent, but but similar to the Final Four in basketball in terms of this is the event. I mean, this is the event that everyone looks forward to, and it dwarfs everything else. I mean, can you? Isn't that what we're why we're here? Well, yeah. Well, actually, are we? <laughs> but but it, but but it's but it's still like I said, everything else is still the ball system folded. It's part of the ball system. And I'm not going to separate it, but but the Final Four is, it, it seems to be growing. In po it, it'll it, it'll it'll grow more popular every year and bigger every year. I, I think. I mean, it's because it's the Final Four. Yeah, this this one football. Yeah, right. Yeah, football, it, right. it will it will grow. It's already grown. Yeah, I mean, it's three what, years has already been. What I hope it happens is I hope because there's a tournament now in football that we bring more fans in who weren't particularly right. close to college football before. We did that in basketball. We brought in more people that didn't care anything at all about college basketball, but now they do because of the tournament. Unfortunately, they only care about March basketball. But the, the, the tournament has been so good for college basketball. And this, this will happen to football, too. You know, this will be the 78th Final Four NCAA tournament. Right. tournament. Hmm. And this is the, four, the third college football playoff. Um, in terms of television viewership, we've already we already – Eclipse the tournament, sure. mm -hmm. uh, and believe me, nobody loves that tournament as much as I do. I put it in put my heart and soul into mm -hmm. it. Um, but in, but football is just football, <laughs> and, and, and there's just more more. It has a larger built-in core group. And the um, another topic that I think has generated some controversy. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on is the the New Year's Eve scheduling. I know that was like an attempt to sort of create something unique, but yep. is that, are, are people happy with that? Here, is that here's, here's the long story short on the New Year's Eve thing. We didn't like the BCS games that were January 2, 3, 4, 5. Th right. Those were, that wasn't good because the holidays no. were over. People were back at school, back at work. So we said, let's put them, let's put it in the, in the holiday window. And one of the people in our room said, hey, let's try New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. And nobody objected. TV didn't object. And last year, obviously, we played on Thursday, New Year's Eve, and the viewership was down. And we, what I think about that is, we tried to do something special on New Year's Eve. And upon further review, we <laughs> decided that it wasn't good for the fans. Right. And so I was so happy for our board 
that they showed the flexibility to say, okay, we won't do that anymore. So every semifinal from now on will be played on either Saturday or a national holiday. There was one year when the national holiday for New, for, uh, New Year's Day falls on Friday, New Year's Eve. So we'll be on New Year's Eve then. Yeah. And we'll be on Saturday otherwise. Um, the viewership was up this year. The, the viewership depends on certainly on the day and the time window, but it also depends on the competitiveness of the matchups. And last year we didn't have great games. This year we didn't have highly competitive games either, but the viewership was up. So increase that is. So yeah. we did the right thing. We, we want to make this available to as many fans as possible, not only the fans that follow the game all, all year, but as I said, we want to bring in new fans. We want to bring in more Jersey guys. We want to bring in more, <laughs> more women. For Californians. We'd like to bring in more. We'd like to bring in more Hispanics. And over time, that'll happen. We're just a, we're just a, we're, we're we're an infant. And I think I told one of you we had to be born full grown. <laughs> we didn't have a chance to be adolescents. Right. And I feel pretty proud that we've done that. I can uh, make one statement uh, with uh, almost certainty. I don't think you were worrying about Rutgers being part of this for a long time. Oh, <laughs> the Jersey guy. Mark Blouchin, B-L-A-U-D. I think that's a good good place to wrap it up. And we want to thank Bill. We know Bill, and his heart is just an old newspaper guy. Former. Former. Recovering newspaper, recovering. Re- recovering newspaper guy, <laughs> and we know you really, yeah, you're thinking the same things we are. <laughs> All, right. All right, play us out. Music. Not that you won or lost, but how you played the game. The media guides for more than the score. Subscribe today at tmgcollegesports.com.